cliffcentral.com. All right, all right, all right. It's Friday morning. I just had to um, herd two out of three Hardy Dars out of our lounge here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Three of these dinosaurs sitting in our in our lounge. Three. And then they, you walk in and they shit themselves so they fly up against the glass. And then they're like a little bit dazed. And, they're a little bit dazed and confused and like there's one still left out there. I didn't have time to get him out, but had to open up all the doors. And they're so dumb. I mean, these are really stupid birds, but you, you, know, you don't want to see them smashing themselves into the glass over and over again and getting brain damaged because otherwise it's going to become your problem. You don't want to do that with your children either, right? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> okay, so uh, we got a lot to talk about this morning. I mentioned uh, this about Rod Stewart. So, I mean, Rod Stewart's an old man now, but yes. he goes to – this is, I suppose, what you could do if you're a, you know, really successful artist and you just do what you want. Mm-hmm. So apparently he has gone to a couple of shows on the West End in London. He went to go and see Cabaret the other day and he gets taken in. He's like so excited and maybe he's doing, I don't know if he's hitting the drugs very hard again. I'm not sure, but maybe he's just excited because he's an old man who likes these songs. So he goes to watch uh, Cabaret. And he sings along with all the songs at the top of his voice. Uh, he's in a crowd of people. He's sitting in a theater. So this is not the sort of thing you do, <laughs> even if you're Rod Stewart. Anyway, he uh, comments on the performers as they go on and off stage. He goes, there she is. Go on, girl. You know, as the girl starts singing and that sort of thing. He got so stuck into the chorus of one of the songs that during the interval, one of the people sidled up to him to tell him to pipe down. But he didn't pipe down. <laughs> After a few dozen refunds were issued to neighboring punters as a result, he just carried on singing. So sure. If you're so rich. Oh, those, and you're un, those ungrateful, ungrateful people, they got a show and Rod Stewart. You want a refund? You should pay more. Right. I think if you've got Rod Stewart sitting near you and he's like shouting at the top of his voice and he's enjoying the show, it's like that is way more exciting when you tell your friends, I went to see Cabaret last night. And suddenly you've got a story about Rod Stewart. Shouting no. along, singing along, making I, comments. It's no, I am definitely that Karen in that situation. Oh, like, why no. are you making a noise? And I'm trying to enjoy the show. Like, I don't no. care who you are. Like, we are all this. You then should have just booked out the entire mm. theater. You have the money to do so. No, 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 sir. No, there are rules and regulations. Okay, I want to enjoy the show and hear the people, not you, bimbaring here. In the crowd, no. Congo Chris says, you couldn't pay me to watch Rod Stewart. Well, I think he's kind of exciting. Clearly he wasn't for the people I mean, in that audience. A, he was more he's, annoying he's, than anything. He's got this incredible story. I mean, Rod Stewart is actually a very cool guy. I, 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 would, I would not have a problem with Rod Stewart behaving badly during it. He's 79 years old, this man. Mm. Let him do what he wants. Superior, you keep forgetting celebrities are better people than us. We must be appreciative of their outbursts and inter- they're not, interactions they're not when we be- see them. They're not better people, but this guy is particularly entertaining. <laughs> Watching Rod going, oh, there she goes. No. Yeah, here she comes. Yeah, come on, honey. Yeah, you come and sing for us. Hey, ah. I'd love that. I mean, look, Gareth, if that was your daughter, maybe, this, maybe, no. maybe the complaint stands. <laughs> sure. <laughs> There I was. My my daughter finally made it the cabaret. This old lecturous pervert is now giving his thumbs up. I don't want to see that. Then fair enough. But uh, but then like like don't complain. Take him outside and beat him up. 
Like, you see, again, men must act like men. Stop complaining and being a little bitch. Go have fisticuffs with them. <laughs> then the story is really good. Oh, what happened last night? Fist fight with Rod Stewart. That they would be so that funny. Story. Can you imagine that? <laughs> that would be the best. Our butt says we should reno- rename today's show Three Heidi Dars and a Cape Tonian Cock. <laughs> good. Just okay. To, just, just, to be, just to be completely clear, I did not see that man's penis. I just saw him rubbing it. <laughs> In a kind of dismissive, casual fact, okay. like it wasn't. All right, there was no real intent behind it. Although our eyes met, it, it wasn't more than that. Okay, Megan says I love Rod Stewart. Seeing him in March, and I'm in my thirties. But any sexist shit like that at a cabaret, and he gets the boot. Ah, come on, who are you? You think you're the the god of st- stage theater? He paid the people around him who said they were <laughs> upset. He's Rod Stewart. He's not better than you, but he's certainly richer and he can do what he likes. And I Yeah, do... book out the entire theater and then right. go crazy okay. well, on your own. That's great. I see I, I see Simpiwe protest too much. If you were sitting three <laughs> seats from him and he started doing this, first of all, you'd whip out your phone and film it. I know you. Yeah, definitely, because I need Second to of all, you'd record be la- my complaint. The, the camera would be going like this because you'd be laughing a lot. And third of all, you'd get your refund so you can go on any other night and watch a stupid fucking theatre show. You you had Rod Stewart standing there. Are you kidding? Come on. People will pay. I am what Megan's paying for her ticket, but I guarantee it's more than the stupid ticket for some cabaret show on West End theatre stage. All right. So talking about old-ass guys who are still doing the shows, so Julio Iglesias. Yes. This is this week. He was detained at Punta Cana Airport for luggage. Apparently, he he was trying to he was trying to smuggle in forty two kilograms of fresh produce through security: strawberries, cherries, tomatoes, meat, lettuce. It's like a whole pantry of stuff that okay. Julio was trying to get through security without declaring it. I don't know if this is in his famous tour rider, but. He does have some predilections which are worth commenting on. So he once had five gallons of water flown in from his home in Miami to L.A. across country because he wanted to wash his hair in his own water. Yeah. He doesn't like the the water in L.A., so he flew in five gallons of water from Miami to L.A. so he could wash his hair with it. Again, if you've got the money and you're a diva, you're allowed to be. Once on tour, he um, had a tour bus, right? And one evening after uh, a show, they all got onto his bus and they all had a drink. I'm sure it was like nine women and Julio. But anyway, after a short while, he excused himself, disappeared for five minutes, made his farewells. The reason for his visit became transparently clear when the the next member of the crew popped into the, 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 the bus lavatory and saw the bus had left behind a log of such gargantuan proportions that doing a Julio has become shorthand among members of the crew for particularly eye-watering shits. How do you like that? I was not expecting that. (laughs) I know. He's just displaying dominance. All comes back to displaying dominance. You want people to know, like, drop drop a massive log. No one's going to fight you. I mean, it's basically prison. (laughs) So... You say he's demonstrating his uh, his dominance. <laughs> sure, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Gareth. Uh, I mean, I, wow. I think I speak for everyone here. If I if I feel uncertain about a place, I always drop a major lock and just leave it. 
All right, so now you know two or three things about Julio that you didn't know before. He is quite the diva, but that last one <laughs> took me out. I'm like, wait. Excuse me a minute. I will I will be back in just a minute. And off he goes and drops a big gargantuan eye-watering log. <laughs> well, this totally explains why he brings his own food, because he wants to stay regular and show dominance on the bowl. <laughs> so he, that's why he brings all that fresh produce in. If he has hotel food, he's going to have... He's going to have like something minuscule coming out, intermittent. <laughs> so now you know the you terminology as well. Doing a Julio, all right? So from <laughs> now on, when you when you go into a public loo and you see something un- unfortunate and ungodly, you know to call it doing a Julio, all right? <laughs> now we know. Smell. I very, just very imagined. important. Okay, so Ben, uh, you can't believe this. I can't believe it. Uh, nobody can believe it, but Big Brother is still a show. It's still a show. People are still watching this. Yeah, it's, I think, season 23, 24 yeah. of Big Brother Africa. Mm. So, again, like, I, I don't have all, all the answers here, but, I mean, is it like a, a, a – what is this? Is it like a voyeurism kind of – I don't know. I don't know. Kind of kink, kink that people haven't got out of the system. Are there really particularly interesting people they're putting on there? Because I don't imagine that's the answer. No, I remember when Big Brother started in South Africa and we had that um, – that first season, and they were all real celebrities. Uh, there was the guy who shat in the garden. There was... Uh, See, dominance again. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to tie it all together. And there was this that... The theme, yeah. There was that chick who just, like, drank the whole way through it. And and I don't... They weren't celebrities, Gareth. They, they, they weren't celebrities. That was like a drunk from Durbanville. The other chick looked like a female Bobby Skinstead. They weren't celebrities. They were just available. I don't know. It, I, I can't imagine ever watching that show. Uh, the, the, the One of the main kind of reasons people watched at the time was because there was that shower hour and you got to see naked people on TV. But now that's – everybody's naked on TV. I mean you even mentioned how like real estate shows are just basically prostitutes uh, who are walking into show houses and they're wearing next to yeah. nothing – and they probably would show nothing on their OnlyFans, which you can get the link from on the, 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 the reality show, right? Exactly. But not only that, TV has progressed a hell of a lot and there's more entertaining stuff. Like reality <laughs> TV had a purpose because it was reality TV. It was raw. It was different. That's the big appeal. So now reality yeah. TV's died. Right. These people are fucking boring. They're like, they're like want to be C-grade celebrities and yeah. we even tired of A-grade celebrities. So what is the appeal? Are there... Does everybody work for free? Because, I mean, this stuff takes money. How does it work? It does, and clearly there are production companies that are still able to make this, and there are there are advertisers who will advertise in it. So it's phenomenal. I mean, maybe maybe we need to look at the ad industry and ask them why the hell they would be paying for this indirectly or directly. That's the real question. Like maybe And, and, and so, audiences, uh, right? We've got to ask audiences, like, who's watching this? I can tell you who's watching okay, it in this the, office. Who's watching it? Ask Jane, and she's the only one. <laughs> like, uh, that's how. Uh, <laughs> like, no, okay, well, now we know what the demographic is. So, like, um, yeah, I, I think all reality shows, if you're ever going to do it, always do season one. That's the best time to do it. You get yeah. to do the crazy nonsense on it. You get to be yourself. You make the money. You actually become a celebrity, which is what a lot of people want. Any other season after that, you are just. Second best. And the thing was with Big Brother, yeah, we've seen it all, hey? Like, we've seen the people get drunk, smash. Like, there's nothing new that they can bring us. And they're trying to bring influencers. I've seen now some 
TikTokers that are there and whatnot. Nobody and it's like, cares. Nobody cares. You can wrap it up now. Yeah, you it's can done. Just wrap it up. Like I just also go. quit while you're ahead. I mean, like all these singing shows. Like who? And I was on one, and I loved it while I was on there. But I did eleven seasons. It went on for another three or four after that. It's enough. What happens? So, well, no, we so, don't. The market does not have demand for this many reality TV singers. It just doesn't. Well, it doesn't in their sort of basic iterations. But I mean, if we try to turn this around, what would make you want to watch Big Brother? Who would they need oh. to herd into that at house? I mean, we've got elections around the world this year, right? There's something like 36 elections in the world. Big Brother party would be quite funny. Imagine if they just put. ANC top brass in there for 40 days or oh, they put the EFF nice. in there for 40 days. That would be funny because it would be absolutely catastrophic. There would be fights, there would be fires, like it would be a disaster. And that would be for shock value quite interesting. You so think? I know like a lot of these, uh, yeah, I mean, like I still wouldn't watch it, but just to, just to kind of put them in one place, I think it'd be quite funny because you're basically imprisoning people, right? So the next big brother would be interesting if you have like sports stars who went to prison for various things and you get like a full list okay because it's mm-hmm. also like or you know so you have oscar in there you put him back yeah, in sports stars who went to prison like, uh, that that would be worth watching i mean i mean you gotta they need that you gotta yes, up the ante. Where, where i'm getting with this is that you need better themes so yes. i know that it often happens the americans are pretty good at this like because they know that they've got attention deficit disorder all over that country because everyone's medicated so they've got to theme these things properly so i think if we had like I don't know, reformed murderers in Big Brother. Mm. That would be quite interesting because one of them would crack and probably murder again. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, stories, the stories would be interesting. Um, I think if you've got like it girls who fell off the radar, that would be quite funny yeah, because once they're trying to get back in. and, and Ones who've let themselves go a little bit and they're like really in the Oh, you know, like doldrums. don't get the attention. And then, yeah. and then you give them like better challenges. Maybe then. You know, again, I'm, I'm clutching here, but I mean, the fact that we've been talking about Big Brother is a clutch to start with. Sure. Well, I think that you you just added like new layers which have yes. not been added. I think the biggest problem with these shows is I don't think that they've really changed. They're doing the same thing that they did 10, 15 years. I mean, when was Big Brother? It's like at least 15, maybe even 20 years ago yeah. that that, yeah, that, that yeah, concept it's, it's came twi- out. It's 20. They haven't and changed since it. since then, we've got... Yeah, but since then we've also got shows like the real Mahoshas of wherever. Yeah, exactly. And, you know these women, and and that's that's got evolutions of that because mm-hmm. you want people to fight with each other. We've got the Bachelors come out since then. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of other things that take Someone the best says, of what Big Brother uh, might might have had in isolation. Yeah, Clint from the Val says, look at Love Island. Luckily, those people seem to commit suicide when five minutes of fame and Botox is faded. That's something to bet on. <laughs> <laughs> not Clint is not lying there. Hey? Yeah. I mean, there's a genuine thing. Like a lot of them commit suicide. Yeah, yeah a lot, hundred percent. Yeah, so don't Shows do it. How good that show is for people. All right. So you know, we've often spoken about like the 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 UAE and Saudi Arabia and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So apparently, Saudi Arabia has announced with great fanfare it's going to be relaxing alcohol sales and opening up. A liquor store in Riyadh, which is the capital of Saudi Arabia. The catch is it's only for diplomats and booze will be dished out in strictly specified quotas. But you can buy booze now in Riyadh, especially if you're an out-of-towner. How thirsty is your average diplomat? Well, each registered individual will be able to buy up to 240 liters of beer, 80 liters of wine, or 40 liters of spirits a month. That's a lot. Sure. Each registered individual. 
So they are allowing for some serious drinking to be going out there. Uh, three and a half bottles of wine, two bottles of gin per day every day is what that works out at. 14 pints if you're a beer drinker. It's a lot. Two bottles. A wow. day. A d- three and a half bottles. And I thought we had a problem as Sada. <laughs> three and a half oh. bottles of wine, two bottles of gin. So that's yeah. in Saudi Arabia. By the way, do you know why Saudi Arabia originally banned booze? It wasn't because of um, kind of, uh, you know, Sharia law. The real reason that they banned booze was back in 1951, mm. one of the king's sons, the king of Saudi Arabia's sons, got hammered at a British diplomat's party in 1951 oh. and shot the host after he refused to pour him another drink. What <laughs> an embarrassment. So that's when they banned alcohol. Oh. They're like, well, we can't have the king's son shooting a British diplomat, so let's can this. There's, there's nothing worse than someone who can't hold their booze. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's very embarrassing, that thing. Like, don't so, do that. It's so, un, so unbecoming. Yeah, um, yeah. like I've told my friends that uh, when we go out now and if they get like ugly drunk, like mm. I, I don't know them anymore. I'm going to either leave them there or mm-hmm. get them an Uber, but I'm not taking care of grown folks anymore. Like I'm not doing that because what an embarrassment. For it, sure. It is yeah, very, was, very embarrassing, uh, that thing. Yeah, I, I I came into contact with a drunk two weeks ago, and it was such an odd thing. Like to see a grown man reduce himself to this quivering mess of a nothing because of booze. I know he was booze a, he was a, drink it, but an old drunk. He's like a no. He was no. He was my age. It was, oh, makes it even more embarrassing. Oh no, it's just so bad. That's oh, <laughs> puzza face and everything. And right? it, oh, it, it making no sense speaking far too loud with far too much confidence about nothing. Gosh, it was embarrassing. I, I, I felt embarrassed for humans at that time. Mm. And I just felt, I felt sad. Like he actually, he actually made me feel sad to the core that someone could be such a loser. Uh, Congo Chris says, we're being very unfair to that king's son. It's a metaphor. Quite clearly, he wanted a shooter. No. <laughs> 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 Um, nee, nee, nee. Rachel yes. reckons it's a slippery slope. The next thing you know, Saudi Arabia will be Dubai. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's not like yeah. they don't have booze. I think people have been buying, you know, bootleg things. Mm. Once something is illegal, no, no, it's it's so been happening. Wait, I tell you what, you've you've hit the nail on the head there. You, if you want to go back on booze sales into Saudi Arabia, it's been quite big for quite some time. Yes. These are all little things that just become a process. If if you're a diplomat and you want an orange alligator who likes drinking Fanta, they'll they'll sort it out for you. Yeah. There's nothing out, out of the reach here. But what you know, something that Saudi Arabia will obviously obviously know, they're not stupid, is that if you want to build all these really, really nice things, you have to realize that you need drunks to be around. So all these are like cool accommodations and like five star cities and all these kind of things. It only works if you get British people to get drunk there. Otherwise, you're just bankrolling everything. So you've got to provide booze. That's how it works. Look at Dubai. I mean, Dubai in many ways, it's like, what a horrible place. Because <laughs> like just, it's just everything of like human sort of like temptation and vice is all thrown into one. It's like, yeah. it's not even debauchery because like Vegas is debaucherous, but it is what it is. Dubai make it sound like that's a great way to live. Mm. And I think in that Muslim area, it's a very weird kind of hypocrisy that I 
believe. I don't know what the whole, I mean, there's a better term for it, but you've got all these prostitutes, you've got all these people behaving so terribly. They're there purely for money. They're not there for scenery, culture, no. or anything else. So there's there, no such thing. They're there for money. I mean, I've, so I've, I've heard, what a, what so, a, so I have heard, just to play devil's advocate, from friends of mine who are there, Oh no, but the restaurants are amazing. So they have great food and there's so much to do and all of this stuff. It sounds like they protest too much though, because there isn't really much to do. I mean, you've got to go, you, how often can you go into the desert on your, uh, you know, on your, on your quad bike or whatever? And I, and yes, I know. I, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, Gareth, I mean, I can tell you right now, I would go to Dubai in a heartbeat to go have fun, to go do things like play golf and do those kind of things. And I will, I will go to Dubai in the future, but I'm saying as a place, as a place, if you were to define it and what it's about, and if you want to say that, you know, what's it like for humans, I think it's terrible. <laughs> it is, especially for women, the way they get mm. treated. Ooh. And oh, I'm not no, talking about the ladies that stay there. I mean, like the, the tourist ladies that are there for work. <laughs> the ones that get the BBL. Yeah, what kind of work? What kind of work are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying it's a very what terrible kind of place. It's a like you make a lot of money, but you also mm -hmm. your dignity goes out the window um, when you go to Dubai for work. I'm just saying. So yeah, look, I, I yeah I know a lot of people that work in Dubai and they and they're good people and they're just trying to support their families or they have better things because you know when your government is as shit as ours you can't yeah. ever sort of poke your nose at people who go elsewhere I'm all supportive sure. of that but I think you know the, the reason I bring it up is that the whole Saudi Arabia thing bringing in booze it's like these countries have to all adapt somewhere to get people into it and that's why you need booze and these kind of things I think Dubai went too far they wanted a city with Westerners but now. It's just maybe it's just the prostitutes. There's just so many prostitutes. Like I was chatting to a guy who who went to a golf event there, similar to the <laughs> one the, that I became but, national but, champion. But then, uh, hold on, before wait, you wait, sneak wait, wait, before wait. you sneak in any more references to your being a world champion, uh, you you've also got to be fair. Like prostitutes, we must be so dismissive. This is a very important economic function. In fact, you could argue that the only places where you don't find prostitutes are truly, truly demented societies. Societies where the government controls everything, where uh, people have no freedoms whatsoever. I would say that you could find a correlation. I can't prove this, but I'll do the maths if you want me to. And actually, I think it's fairly evident to anyone who's observing just ordinary human behavior. The more prostitutes a society has, the more economically free and the more politically free people in that society tend to be. Uh, look, I guess there's different tiers to it. I think the more child prostitutes you have, that might not no, work for your so theory. Good. No, it's not so good. Um, so, I mean, it's a very nuanced argument. I fully think that you should apply for funding for this. I think it's a really good study. <laughs> no, I think I it must could be the next 10 years of your uh, life. I must do a doctorate in no, prostitutes. I, Gareth, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, th I, th I think that's what it is. I think Cliff Central should now be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Tuesday, Thursday, you prostitute doctorate. I think that's... <laughs> A really, really good use of your time going forward. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks for that. All right, well, Ben, we're going to let Gareth, you go. I mean, you, you, you got shit to do. No, I, I do. And I'm sweating here because I'm trying to keep this window closed so it's quiet. But I think, Gareth, if you're going to... If you're going to champion the prostitutes, you've got to back it up. Don't come right. here with your half-heartedness. I'm sure there's someone in the audience who's already thinking of doing a doctorate in this stuff, so we can just tack on to them. Mm-hmm. And, the study just and let's not forget, like two people. Uh, bringing it all together, Daniel says, Tiger Woods built a career on top of prostitutes, and he's the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. Well, behind prostitutes, next to prostitutes, I think he had, did various positions quite heavily. Right. There we go. 
Uh, Mapello says, just to wrap this up, last year I went to a concert where they didn't allow booze in, but you could bring your own ice. My friend and I made ice blocks out of gin. We had problems. Mm. I like that. I hate like festivals, concerts. They're like, you know, not bring your own booze. Uh, no cooler boxes. People get so creative. The, the things that At cricket. People... You mentioned we should all go and watch the T uh, Twenty cricket, Ben. I mean, that's what people do. They smuggle in booze. Yes. Like I've seen girls put like our entire bottle in their boobs and then walk in, and I'm like, wait, what? In their boobs. Yes, the bottles. In their boobs. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, like it, it all it all started back in the day during apartheid that you know there was no, there was too many rules, but then people got you know I think people think that the whole bunny child thing was about like Indian cuisine and filling mm. the role. It wasn't. The people that first hollowed out a, a loaf of bread were drunks because mm. they needed to put the brandy somewhere. That's right. Don't and sometimes and sometimes sift the meth through the bread. <laughs> That's the double winner, yeah. That's just really going big. All right, very All good. Right, guys. Thanks, I'll, Ben. I will I will be back in studio. I'll be back in studio next week. It's good. Okay. Two long good weeks stuff. away. All righty. See you then. There's Ben Karpinski and a little update from him. And of course, if you want to find out more about the sport, which we did in the first hour, you can go and find that on cliffcentral.com, which is brought to you by Superbets. And we're doing lots of stuff with uh, Superbets this year. So go and check them out if you haven't done it before. And uh, they've got, you can bet on anything. On yes. It's really fun. Strictly no under 18s, though. Winners know when to stop, writes in Pewe. Yes. The South African Responsible Gambling Foundation's toll free counseling hotline is. 0800-006-008 and find out more by going to cliffcentral.com. Uh, here's an interesting thing, an actual thing worth pursuing a doctorate in. What would be one of the most ambitious and most expensive sta- space missions ever mounted by Europe has just been given the green light? Apparently the Laser Interferometer Space Antenna, which is called LISA. Oh, will detect ripples in the fabric of space-time, which are generated when gargantuan, that's the second time that word's come up, black holes collide. These gravitational waves will be sensed by three spacecraft firing lasers at each other over a distance of 2.5 million kilometers. Sure. Mm. All right, Lisa. But none of those Lisa lasers would ever have been able to guess that Stephen Hawking was on Epstein's <laughs> Island. Right? <laughs> Oh, the list, the list, the list oh has God. cracked me up. Oh, do you know what I did yesterday? I'm going to show you this quickly. No, what did you I, get up to? I shot, you know, when the police go into like a riot situation where there's a, and we had this in what, 2021, mm-hmm. those riots in KZN, they use rubber bullets. Yes. I got to fire all the different kinds of rubber bullets oh. yesterday. Oh. And then they gave me a flash bang round for a shotgun. So I'm using a pump action shotgun here and... Just so you know, I mean, we did measurements, so this is not just for <laughs> shits and giggles. No, no, really. I've got, like, measurements of exactly how fast the sound wave was. Oh, sound wave so went at 2,098 meters per second. Okay, that's pretty impressive. It makes a hell of a noise. Sure. You don't really get the full impact of the noise from this because your, your microphone on your phone can only pick up so much. Mm-hmm. And then it, uh, it makes a sound of more than 160 decibels, sure. which is enormous. So if you aren't wearing ear protection, which you'll see I am, it can really hurt you. Mm-hmm. Take a look at this. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. So that, there's, there's, no, so cool. there's no projectile. Uh, so that's just to get people to stop rioting. Okay, and here, here's, what, here's what some of that looks like. To just prove that we were doing there. So the, 
the top one that has blown away all that plasticine and goes seven centimeters into it. That would kill a person. So what they're working on at the moment is stuff at the bottom there that looks almost like a hoof print, Mm -hmm. which is much less uh, penetrative. So they're using new kinds of rubber bullets in the police. This is South African police. Um, to do less damage to people. Can't kill you, but will hurt like hell, so you'll stop doing whatever it is that you're doing. They basically want people to disperse and stop causing nonsense. But it's interesting stuff, right? Yeah, like if you shared this with me two years ago, I would have been like, mm, no, it's okay, Gareth. Mm. I find this so fascinating I'm going to take you shooting. Like, you. I'm like, you want to go shooting? Yes, I'm okay. like, I want to learn. And it's just like as a hobby. I'm not even trying to own a gun or whatever. I'm just like, I think it's a cool skill to have and understand the complexities of like, yeah. <gasps> that is all. And the funny thing is like, uh, once you've held a gun and you've, shot and and not in a dangerous situation. I'm talking like when you go target shooting and especially as a woman, once you're comfortable with that stuff, there's a confidence that comes with it where you are happy to kind of protect yourself. Yes. And you wouldn't be uncomfortable using a gun in a state where you needed to protect yourself either. So you, the more you familiarize yourself with this kind of, uh, you know, with firearms in general, the better for you. Yeah. Especially if, if you're a woman, because why the hell should a guy think he can overpower you just physically if uh, you have a firearm on you? There's no way he, he would do that. And gone are the days where I can also expect men to protect me, you know? So, yeah, exactly. you <laughs> so that's also. Sadly, sadly. It's right. so sad yeah. that I'm just like, oh. But yeah, that, that seems so cool. Like, oh, my mm. word. Like, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, just one day, someday, very soon. Damn um, right. Do that and yeah, enjoy that and understand like the complexities and everything else. Like that's so cool. So you found a, a video online of predictions from 1924 mm-hmm. about what the world would look like now. Yes. So these are people in 1924. They're probably not a lot of them alive still. I there might be there dead. might be a few, but probably not a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred years ago. What did they think would be happening in twenty twenty? Well, there's a lot. So there's a video uh, that that kind of sums up everything that they've um, kind of projected or mm-hmm. uh, uh, did. And the video I think Ryan uploaded, so you can play that. Okay, so let's take a look at this. Yes. This is this is a hundred years ago. This is what they thought now would be. Yes. Predictions made in 1924 about 2024. Beds will automatically fling children out in the morning. (laughs) Men's legs will wither away due to a lack of exercise from the increased use of the automobile. Young women will dye their skin and hair, all colors of the rainbow. Everyone will wear flying clothes. Concerts will be performed remotely, Mm -hmm. and it will not be necessary to travel great distances to see. Horses will no longer exist. Diamond rings will be replaced with 100-pound bags of sugar as diamond supplies will be exhausted. Automobiles will travel on speedways through the center of towns. Family albums will be videos instead of photographs. Canada will have a population of 100 million. Movies will bring about world peace. Life expectancy will be 100 years old, and 75 will be considered young. Movies will be so realistic that it will be difficult to distinguish them from real life. Jazz music will be considered classical. The human family will be at the point of starvation. New York City will have a population of 30 million people and will have no transit problems. Hmm. Follow for more history content. So most of it was Uh, spot on. 
Yeah, they got a lot right. Yeah. Um, that's that's actually very impressive. They uh, they didn't make stupid predictions. I mean, the thing about men's legs will wither away because we'll be using <laughs> using automobiles. And uh, that'll that'll make our legs wither away. If they away, only knew the, the the truth, is because yeah. men don't do leg day. <laughs> there we go. Take a shot. But, I mean, a lot of that stuff has come about. The movies being super realistic, yes. not having to go anywhere for a concert. You can watch it virtually. Yes. Oh, they didn't know that in 1924. Like, uh, what That's jazz music wild. is now like classical. Yes. We don't even listen to jazz that much anymore. Nope. So with the cars and the highways, horses are gone. Yes. Gone, gone. Like we've even forgotten. Well, the only people who still ride horses are very, very rich people who do it for fun over the weekend. Yeah, bull. You know? So that was very interesting. I was just like, 100 years ago, that's, uh, hmm, that was spot on. I think that's amazing. Uh, I'm very glad you found that, uh, that, that little video. It's 100 years. I wonder what, if we had to predict 100 years from now, yeah. what do you think would be happening? Ah, chaos. That's a, that's at, at this rate, it's just, it's just chaos. The that's all I would say, chaos. Well, let us welcome to the studio, she looks fantastic this morning, <laughs> Didi Kuno, who's the uh, award-winning South African screen actor, theatre performer, voice actor, and session vocalist. Look at you. You look magnificent. Thank you. Huh? Shoo, what an introduction. Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> you have to film. We're filming you already. No, well, I'm going live. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get content. Me, My uh, manager's me... just like always, get content, get content. That's, that, that's the job. That's the job. Yeah, it's part, part of, of the job. job. So, Can I right. just say how excited I am to be sitting in front of the mic, like across you? Well, like I would listen to you. Of course you are. Show. You're from uh, Clarksdorp. No. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, I would listen to your show like every single day on my way to school oh. and and i just be like oh my god so thanks you making me feel so, so old no, <laughs> okay now so i feel old yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks i used to listen to you when i went to school you old old bastard <laughs> that's what that is all right so didi was born in clarkstop but everyone has their problems <laughs> She decided to become an actor at the age of 16. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes. You've got a, a, a degree in dramatic arts, which yep. is very cool because that my sister did that and then became a lawyer. And really? She reckons that her degree in uh, like drama, drama was yeah. really useful. And I think <laughs> it is. Like you also, you get to uh, you do things that other people have to learn to do. Yeah, like other people have to on. do like a communication course. Right. Like you have to learn how to communicate how to project clearly your and project voice, and, and look people and look in the people eye. eye as I'm staring you. at you, you intently this. in the eye. <laughs> I see you. You've got your skills. Woman has her, sco- her skills. So you've done, let's just look at this. Yes. You've done the Color Purple musical, yeah. which is iconic. You've done the Rocky Horror Show. Which is iconic. You were you were Janet. <laughs> I was Janet. Damn it, Janet. I love Janet. Oh, Janet. Oh, Janet. <laughs> oh, Janet. Janet. <laughs> Very good. Look at you. You're a real. You're a real drama student, huh? I am. <laughs> The, the other thing about the drama students on Varsity Campus, they're always the most wacky, wild, weird ones. Yeah, we're the quirkiest and we're like Love it. walking barefooted on the, the upside mode. down headphones. Someone's commenting on the upside down headphones. It's because of the her. It's, it's for the her, guys. And that is some her. I love it. Yes. God damn, that's Gotta nice. Gotta make space for the her, guys. Love it. That's beautiful. <laughs> 
All right, so um, let's just talk about what you're doing at the moment because you just recently starred in In Your Dreams, which is a TV series. Yeah, on Amazon. Amazing. This is on Ooh. Amazon Prime. Yes. Ooh. That's the big time. It's the big time. Well done to you. Get paid in dollars? It's, it's so crazy. <laughs> no, not in dollars. You also, really. you're doing an action-filled crime drama on Netflix called, called Soon, Soon Comes, Comes, Night. Comes the Night. Oh, I've this seen is, the promos for that. It's that really good. So you guys dope. need to watch it. It's such a good watch. It's, so, it's really worth it. So you're a big deal actor. To know, yeah, oh, okay. So what? you should be privileged that she's here, girl. <laughs> I'm very, I, listen, I, I'm, I'm very excited to have you here. What can I say? I really am. Uh, I'm I glad to this. be here. <laughs> all right, so uh, how does this all work? Because people must come up to you all the time. I also want to be an actor because acting looks like so much fun. They don't realize all the stuff that happens, yeah, to get there. And now that you have an Amazon and a Netflix movie TV series. These are big things. Mm, and it takes a lot. Like, but they don't know the times that you sat there in the middle of the month uh, eight years ago when you were eating like a biscuit and it was the last one <laughs> you had. Having cereal for, like, <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> Girl <Yes>. dinner. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I decided to go for formal training because I knew that it would be particularly difficult to um, do screen acting mm-hmm. in you know, the quality productions that I wanted to be a part of. Uh, and do it at the scale that I wanted to. Did you have do to do it. horrible jobs, like yes, uh, I've like had you had to, to? And I'm not talking about being do. on on South African soap up. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Because <laughs> that's You're a horrible job. That's horrible too. enough. <laughs> but Didi, I mean, so I interviewed last night uh, John McCook, who's been Eric Forrester on Bold and the Beautiful for like 40, 40 years. Okay, so I interviewed him yesterday, okay. and that's why the soap opera things on my mind. Yeah, and. I think it's different in America because that is a guaranteed paycheck for this guy for 37 years. That's yeah. his role, yeah, right? Yeah. And and he would have got increases every year. And, yes. and he knows the character so well, he probably yes. doesn't even have to put yes. in any effort anymore, yeah, even yeah. though he'll tell you he does. Yeah. Um, in South Africa, let's be fair, I brought this up so many times long before I interviewed this guy, but in South Africa, the only regular work a lot of actors can get is in soap operas. So we mustn't judge mm. because – Acting is damn hard. Mm. The the supply exceeds the demand. And also the industry is not regulated. So it's not like you get royalties for every time that no. your episode or, you know, whatever. You're lucky if you get repeated. transport money. <laughs> you're lucky. You're lucky if you get medical aid or like yeah. medical health care. So yeah. like it's it's tough. And I, I, I also would still do um, – a soapy or a telenovela because it's stable work. And I mean, you, there's, you got bills. Yeah, they're, they're bills to pay. And also, there's still so much that you can kind of like fit in in terms of your craft in a telenovela. And people love telenovelas. Like South African audiences really enjoy telenovelas. They like make time and sit down every day. It's like a ritual. And so it's a great way to actually be seen by your audience and, and, and get like – an audience. Yeah. Audience. Well, I mean, this is also industry talk, so maybe most people are not that interested in it. But, <laughs> I, but I think that, that acting is really a passion. It is. And it's something that, well, certainly for the, the really good people, right? Some of them, it's like a way to get attention and it's a paycheck. Yeah. But for the people who really love it, they're prepared to suffer for their craft. We go to school for it. Like, we invest in it. Like, yeah, yeah we, we, we do workshops every single year. We have acting coaches. Do sure. you, people who've been on the theater stage, mm. look down on the people who've only ever done screen? <laughs> I'm <laughs> she, going to be she, honest. She says, she says, rolling her eyes already. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I laugh because um, there is this idea that um, theater actors are, are just more technically uh, stronger uh, and can uh, have stage presence and can hold. But there's a subtlety to the screen. Yeah, there's a subtlety. And um, yeah, they're different mediums, right? Mm. So uh, stage, uh, th- stage performers just have to learn the framing of a camera and, and learn how to perform for the frame and, 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 and yeah, screen actors have to learn how to use their body to just hold and have stage presence and, and make sure that they project far enough so that the person at the back of the row can feel them. So it's just like two different mediums. And I guess people, stage actors sometimes have this thing where they feel like um, they could, they, the they could do, they're purists. They could do screen. Could screen actors mm. do stage? That's what they think. Yes, that's but, what but they you think. don't have to get into that because you've done both. Because I've done both, so damn right. <laughs> okay, so listen, uh, you've, there's a massive argument that's broken out in the comments section. Ooh, uh, yeah. So I don't want you to comment on this. Don't feel you have to um, defend anybody. But mm. I see some comments here. So somebody says, "When I was at Varsity, this is Carl." When I was at Varsity, the drama girls were the easiest to get with for the ugly guys. So thank you for, <laughs> for that. For the ugly guys. And then Toodles comes into the comment and says, Carl, I was a drama girl and I can confirm we preferred the ugly guys. <laughs> yeah, because the ugly guys, we knew that they're like just better gents. You know, they're not going to cheat on you. They're not going to oh. give you trouble. <laughs> so there's, so they're there's easier a, to deal with. Yeah, so there's an unspoken bias against good looking guys. Because good looking guys are everywhere. Like the moment they get attention, <laughs> it's again supply and demand. <laughs> supply and demand. All right, okay, I got you. I think this is very cool. All right, um, let's just talk about this new show. The yeah. soon comes the night because Simpira says she's seen the the trailer. Yeah. So tell us about this and your role in it. Okay, so I play Detective Sukwati, and basically, soon comes night is like. Um, the story of a fictional character, Alex Shabane, who was a a political freedom fighter mm. in his youth. And then post-apartheid new uh, dispensation You don't even need the headphones, by the way. Okay, post-apartheid new dispensation comes in and then Alex Shabane is now robbing, um, you know, he's, he's like a, a thief. He robs uh, banks and... Uh, corporates and he's he's stealing money and he's causing chaos for the South African government and they're trying to overthrow him. Like Tabo and Nandi. <laughs> exactly. Actually, literally. Like, yeah, like very... Are you the Nandi in this? No, uh, I'm, I'm like... Oh, you're the detective. I'm, I'm the, detective. the detective. I'm part of... I'm the good the guys. Good. I'm part of the... the so I when make you... a com- my, my character is a commentary on how uh, the South African police you know, system and force is started off in, you know, quite chaotic and is still kind of in shambles. <laughs> and but there are people who really know what they're doing <coughs> and who try to do the, the best they can. <coughs> so are you playing an incompetent or a competent policewoman? So I begin as a very passionate, bright-eyed, incompetent policeman 
who becomes a detective mm-hmm. and then becomes v- very competent. And and I think that is me and Albert Prestorius's uh, character. We represent the people in the police. They had to choose the, the surname Pistorius, huh? Pistorius. They had to go for Pistorius. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Really? <laughs> Out of all the surnames, huh, Simpiwe? Hey, we need more hey, Pistorius's? hey, hey, hey. What's wrong with Pistorius? They're trying to... Been a new narrative, you know, that he can also be a good guy. Yeah? I'm also a good cop. Uh, I'm not just a but killer. But he really is a good cop. And do you have to? Do you have to like? Hello, I'm detective. No, you don't have to do no, any no, of that no. shit. I I did not do the detective okay. talk. Oh, thank okay. you. I did not do the bantu education. Because you know that. Uh, a yeah, lot of people, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I think maybe people would think that that's how to represent like mm, people of mm. that time, but no. No, I, I decided to make good. a different choice. No, yeah. good. So you got that. Uh, how much leeway did they give you in, in formulating the character, where she's from, making up her backstory? Did, is that okay. all up to you? No, that's not all up to you. So the writer definitely, um, you know, writes the story with quite a detailed understanding of who these characters are, where they are mm-hmm. from. Um, because I think the more detailed the characters are, the more layered uh, sure. They are, and the easier it is for an actor to have like context. Um, so she's definitely a girl from Soweto, and uh, grew up during the nineties, uh, the the seventies and eighties, and then in the nineties was a young adult, became a detective, wanted to see freedom and transformation, but realized that. It's quite a while. Freedom and transformation is it's like a new devil has kind mm. of like taken over yeah does she get the guy you can't tell she, us oh no I, I that would be a spoiler no i cannot tell you but it's a good ending all right well this sounds, <laughs> i mean this sounds good people love this this crime stuff they love a criminal story oh yes like whether that, it's but true it's or it's not don't yeah. you don't you i love a good no, crime story you know why? why i know because first of all i i have this major aversion to plot lines where someone gets like locked away and they're actually innocent. Oh, yes. You know, like these people who are found guilty, but they're not guilty and then they spend their life in prison. I hate those, those oh, like injustices. I can't, yeah. I can't mm, watch those yeah. things. It drives me crazy. So yeah. that's the first thing. Mm. Second thing is there's enough real crime going on in the world. I'm not looking for extra stories. For extra stories. <laughs> but I mean, this sounds like a good show. But I think show. people uh, feel like they can relate to it because of, it, it, they feel like it's a reflection of, the society that they Who live are in. your co-stars? Is it all local? Gwen, yes. All Great. Local. That's good news. Yes. Good. Gwenzo good for Lobo, you, Netflix. Well Albert, done. Albert, yes. Pistorius. Um, good. Yeah. Yeah. An amazing cast. Um, yeah. And everyone really crafted uh, their characters well. Everyone did so well. Yeah. That's so fantastic. Definitely tune in, watch. And, and Netflix are doing more and more of these productions with local people, local yes. storylines, local yeah. actors and actresses. That's, yeah. This is good shit, right? I mean, this is what yeah, you wanted. Yeah. This is what we've been waiting for. This is for. what we've been waiting for. Apparently, they invested like $2 billion sure. into just good. content, creating content. For and people like America. having the local <coughs> voices, faces. It makes it more real. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 nice and this, this, is going, this is going international as well. So this is going yeah. to be shown all over the world. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's shown in Germany at, at this point in time. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Do you think that this will result in amazing things for your career going forward? Because some projects do and some projects <clears throat> don't. Yeah. Some projects pick up and others don't. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> I know the Amazon Prime one. Yeah, it's definitely. That's that's doing to, wonders for you. That's yeah, amazing. It's picking up. Good. Yeah, my, You're getting my all agent kinds of that side. Yeah, my agent that side is just like so, really. It's, uh, it's anything so far that you've thought? <laughs> mm, I'll do that. That you can tell us about that you're no. not you're allowed to talk about. <laughs> no, <laughs> that sounds very intriguing. But, but the exciting. smile says it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. It's mm-hmm. exciting. Yes. Very good. All right. What What is the day to day life of an actor? I mean, when you're not involved in because you're not filming now. This is done. It's in the can. Mm. So what are you doing now? You're waiting for auditions. You're waiting for other job offers. Waiting for scripts. Are you busy doing in between stuff? Commercials? In between stuff, commercials, okay. definitely. How does that uh, work? That's coming up. I mean, okay, it depends on the actor, but I, in this economy, I don't know anyone who doesn't have like… I'm not judging. Who, who I feel doesn't the same. have another side hustle. So. In the entertainment business as a whole, that's how it works. Exactly. Even people who look like they're making tons of money. Exactly. You see them on a billboard. You'll exactly. see them doing a commercial. You'll see them doing a voiceover. Com- no, they're doing everything. Yeah. Because they have to, right? Because you have to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so otherwise, you're not going to be able to Are there afford. products that you would you like? For, would you have a problem being in a tampon ad? No. You don't. You don't mind that. Herbalife? <laughs> Herbalife? Ask me how? No, I, I have no qualms with Herbalife, but no, no, quali- no, 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 no. What what are those? Quansies. Uh, yeah. A Ponzi scheme. Ponzi, yeah. Ponzi scheme. Well, they start off with saying, ask me how. Uh, ask me how. Yeah. Never. I'm a, I'm a Don't day, call I'm a day that, trader. Darling. You're selling you training videos. You're like, mm, what? What's this nonsense? So there's not, st- the, the, you haven't yet had a, a product come along that you're going like, I'm not going to do this. I have. Oh, you have? I have. And you decided not to back it. Uh, yeah, I decided maybe not, perhaps not. But I, I obviously I told them very nicely, ah, I don't think it. What, they're selling, what was the are they selling suicide ropes? <laughs> what are they selling? <laughs> I don't want to say, like, I don't want to put my uh, no, Can I ask what was the reason for saying no? I just felt like um, I, I didn't believe in the product like i, oh, I, I okay. didn't think that it was something that diarrhea I medicine to, yeah I, 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 I didn't believe that it was something that i wanted okay. to be okay. a part of selling oh, diarrhea part. medicine it's a terrible you don't want and you don't want to be the girl the face of the diarrhea medicine. the face of the diarrhea medicine <laughs> the ass of the no diarrhea. hell no imagine they, they, they zoom is super close up right and you're like you have straining on the yeah Sorry, we gave, we're very lavatorial this morning. Can't help it. We found out something about Julio Iglesias we didn't know. What? What did you find out? I love Apparently. Julio Iglesias. Oh, not too. after this girl. Yet. What happened? What happened? Apparently, what happened? He, uh, he leaves enormous eye-watering logs in trailers while he's performing. Oh, God. That's very disappointing. Why are people talking about his stuff in the trailers? Because the trailer. he, because it's this is his one of... Ben, Ben, who was on the show before you came in just now, he told us he thinks it's a sign of dominance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like ter- he's stopping his territory. <laughs> uh, how, are you always this energetic? Do you wake up yes. in the morning and you, you're you always full of energy? Yes. You've never had a day where you're like... <sighs> Maybe, but then I do yoga or like ah. I exercise in the morning and then I, I'm kind of like energetic. Again. How much of your time do you have to worry about being fit, Looking good, keeping your skin because you've got great skin and you look Thanks. like you're, I mean, you're bright eyed and bushy tailed and full of energy. This is a good thing because who wants an actress who's like tired and worn out? But, <laughs> but do you have to dedicate a lot of your time to that? Yes. 
Keeping yourself in shape, eating right, eating all that sort right, of thing. Right, um, exercising. Uh, See, no one thinks of that. Skincare, going for no, yeah, no one thinks of that. And and everyone thinks that like that is like very uh, uh, vain, vain no. and self-absorbed. But actually, it's part of the job. <laughs> we do it so that we do. Can they often jobs. say to you take out the. Uh, we don't want the nose piercings. And you can just take no, them out for a roll. No, but this is yeah. I can take this out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know it's not permanent. You know, like a, a farm animal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. I quite like it. All right. It's All right. Nice so you can take that out for rolls and. Yeah, definitely. Have they ever asked you to do like a dramatic hardcore? They often physical... cast me for roles that are completely different from my your your my current your actual character. look your actual look. and my actual look. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they cast me for like... Like an old white woman in her 50s. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the character of Janet, for example, in, in Rocky yes, Horror... Yes, I was so, just thinking that. So Rocky Horror Picture Show, which any, everybody knows, even if you're not a musical fan, because it's it's like a cultural yes, artifact. Definitely. That role of Janet was always this wispy, kind of ditzy white girl who who's oh, yeah, obsessed like with Brad, him. right? And oh, especially in the beginning yeah. of the show where she's like really she's she's a bit dumb. Yeah. And victim. Not a bit. Yeah, but, <laughs> but then you were the she's first She's naive. Sure, but you yeah. were the first black woman to play Janet. Yeah. That's big that's a big move. I like that. You change yeah. the idea of the audience and what they think of Janet and you yeah. give them a new version. I, I remember auditioning for it and thinking, oh, but this is this uh, this is a Caucasian character and I yeah. was like oh screw it let me do it yeah I, I, I love I love when they change things like that but what I don't like is when they suddenly say well you know Queen Elizabeth I was a black woman and you're like no, no actually was, yeah yeah completely you know, or I Princess agree. Diana here <laughs> here's Princess Diana and she's like the darkest person yeah no that's not gonna work it's like you know when they when they say they're gonna do Malcolm X with like Ryan Gosling you're like oh, no, no 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 yes have you seen those memes it's beautiful I love it's that. hilarious. It's like too far. But I agree. I agree that um, obviously actors can be anything under the sun. But I, I think what's more enjoyable is if people are cast for the right roles. If there's, oh like, yeah, if representation, if everyone is represented authentically. Yeah, that's perfect. Right. I mean, you don't want to be stretching it so far that the audience have to imagine what's unimaginable. Yeah. And you've got to be so believable, right? Yeah. In your in your role. Yeah. So, do you like playing the bad guys more than the good yes, guys? Yes. Everybody. Everybody every, says Every that. actor will tell you that they enjoy playing villains. Why? More than oh, come on. The, like <laughs> because, you abandon because, all the reality. Yeah, and, and you don't have to like. Uh, you you can just be bad and. It's okay, and it's justified. You can, you have, you have like, you can justify the worst behavior, mm -hmm. and it's okay, <laughs> and you can just go mm. for it, full force. Yeah, you can't do that in real life. You have to, like, you'll go to jail or something. Yeah, you will. <laughs> you can't. You and I can't do that. Simply. Yeah, okay. we like we have to be in the real world. Yeah. Okay. But if you could play a villain, oh, I mean, you really could be <gasps> single-minded about stuff. You could be totally emotionally unavailable. Available. You oh. could be mean. Cold. Old, like, and it would be cool. <laughs> so, all right, what kind, what's the uh, what's the pro projection here for your career? Because I see great things coming. But Thank are you, you are you planning to head overseas? And if something great comes along, you'll pursue that. Because why the yeah, hell not? Right? Why not? Why yeah. not? Yeah. But also, um, just producing my own work and empowering 
uh, a lot of female filmmakers because and the social media stuff you are you under a lot of pressure to keep doing doing content there I mean who isn't but uh, um, I'm not. I, I I don't want to I don't want to make it I don't I don't want to turn it into that. I want it to be fun and I and I think that's how we create authentic content for our viewers. If if we make it a fun process and if we are just kind of like sharing a part of ourselves. And you don't have to take it super seriously. Yeah, it doesn't have Cuz it isn't your actual job. For some people it is. <laughs> but well, not for yeah yeah yeah. yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Like everyone on Instagram thinks they're an actor and actress. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Or models. Or models. <laughs> and they're not being paid. No one's paying them. No one's ever going to. But you that's your real job. Yeah. And then the social media part is almost letting people in behind the scenes. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's and yeah. it's good because Or a then, different aspect of me because all they see mm. is me in different roles. So yeah. at least they get to see me. And you develop a, your own audience who are following you because they like the real you, the real yes. Didi. Yes. Which is opposed to like just enjoying you on a show. Exactly. Oh, I get you. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. this is very exciting and yeah. I'm very happy that we got to spend some time with yes. you. Thanks for having me. What a pleasure. I'm sorry thank it's so you. short. We're already at eight o'clock. We've got to wrap this up. Sure. But thank you so much. Diddy, what a pleasure to have you here. You can follow her on all the socials. I'm yes. just going to put this up here so you can see there. That's your, is that Instagram or is that uh, X that we got on there? X. Uh, X. Yeah. Oh, that's Instagram. So on Instagram, it's at underscore Kuno and X, Twitter, X, whatever. It's at DD underscore Kuno. Very good. Yes. All right. Listen, what a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Happy Friday. Can I touch you? Yeah, come here. We'll do a picture picture after this. You're so sweet. That's such a a, a real life fanco moment. Don't you love having someone in here, some where it's just like energy times 10? Oh, yes. Like finally someone like me. Beautiful. All right. Very good. We will see you on Monday, everybody. Have a good weekend. Ciao. Bye. Bye.